0: from Studio 6B Remix Night Thursday night on Real America's Voice this network Channel 219 Pluto TV Channel 470 also Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029 follow us on all the socials as well you can always uh, of course follow us on uh, Facebook uh, Twitter, get her. Um, I think Damon set it up on threads as well, Though I don't know anybody who ever used... I don't even think... Uh, I don't even think... Uh, what's his name? Robot Man uses his own threads.
1: I tried once. I think I tried once. So. You
0: should use a microphone. How about hello, trying that? Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> there he is. David Zier is here. The, uh, Big D is out for tonight, um, of course, and Big Z comes in and rides to the rescue. Uh, Slick Rick is going to be joining us in just a little bit. He's running a little bit late. He'll be covering sports ads. As well, and I look forward to see what he's he's uh, dawning on his uh, on his uh, carcass today. Yeah. But before that, we've got some things to get to again. Uh, Real America's Voice Thursday night. Um, thank you for joining us. Join us in the Getter Chat as well. Make sure to go to uh, Real AM Voice. Go to Real AM Voice on the Getter Chat. Check in. Jump into the chat. Lots of great people always signing into the chat, and uh, I'll go there probably in the first break and say hello to the. Uh, The uh, chatterbaiters, as I now am going to refer to you. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) That comes from another story. You missed that story about chatterbait. Gee, show, I thought. Uh, Yeah. Oh, so you know what it is? Yes. No, I don't. He knows what chatterbait is. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about that later.
1: Um, again, welcome to the show. David Zier, how are you tonight? I'm really well, thank you. i got a lot going on. Um, tomorrow night, um, we'll be interacting with Live from Studio 6B. I will be in Washington, D.C. at the Family Research Council. Trump is coming on yes. at nine p.m. Eastern. We're gonna bring you coverage. Yes. Probably do a few hits before the speech. Everybody's coming. Uh Vivek is gonna speak at 8:40. I requested an interview with him at the, maybe the top of the hour, see if they respond. That'd be great. Um, Jim Banks will be there from Indiana. Byron Donald's. I um, love the Byron Donald's. Yeah, Josh Hawley and the whole bunch, Ben Carson. Uh, but the Family Research Council has, you know, a rich history and um it's been around for a long time it used to be called the value voters summit and now it's a uh, pray vote and stand uh and you know in 1983 the family research council was formed it's an evangelical christian group a think tank an active lobbying organization that stands up for family values god forbid been under assault by the uh, southern poverty law center forever and it's going to be uh hosting tomorrow night they're going to host uh, the candidates uh, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I think DeSantis is speaking as well. Uh, I remember in 2012, uh, Mr. Corkins, uh, a, a, a Virginia resident, walked into the Family Research Council uh, and shot a security guard because of the Southern Poverty Law Center's designation of the Family Research, uh, uh, the media research, um, the Family Research Council. Well, that's a, as that's, a, a that's quite
0: a hate a group distinction. Um, yeah, and not sure if we there. want to uh, replicate that this year, right?
1: No, oh. but that's what happens. The Southern Poverty Law Center labels everybody like a, a domestic terrorist organization, and all this. And um, you know, he walked in with Chick Fil A. He was going to smear them all over the people in the offices awesome. after. Sounds he got like a great security. guy, probably but- a Democrat, right? In the SPLC's defense, along with 25 LGBT groups, they did denounce the attack. Oh, uh, but this is what's good. going on. You yes, know?
0: this is what's going on. And 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 again, David, you've got some stuff that we'll be covering throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can catch David's show every Saturday morning. Breaking Point. Uh, anybody in particular you want to plug? Just give it a little taste. Get our beak wet for what you got um, coming up Saturday morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have a, a great show uh, this weekend. I got Andy Ross uh, on, who's um, with, he's the founder of American rebel, uh, gun safes. And we are going to talk oh, okay. about the, uh, right. raid yep, on the guy's story. house from Liberty safe. They, mm-hmm. the, they gave the FBI the access code and he's against that. Uh, he's also a famous, um, you know, uh, hunter and was on the outdoor network and pursuit network for years. And he's a rocker country rocker. And he has a new beer line, American rebel beer line. Um, and then, uh, also I have on the show, Terry Newsom. Uh, Who's that? Now he's a parents rights activist. The FBI knocked on his door for you know uh, going to uh, hearings in, his, in the schools okay. um, and that's a great interview because it's relevant to what John Kennedy was reading the other day. He actually got Congressman <laughs> uh, Sean Caston in Illinois to admit that the, the book Gender Queer" was pornographic, which was major embarrassed Congressman Caston. so stay tuned uh, for that yeah. and, and, that's, I, uh, and that's Saturday morning right and that's Saturday morning and I got another uh, guest. On uh, Will Witt, the author of Do Not Comply, Taking Power Back from America's Corrupt Elite. Uh, great book, an activist. Um, he, lived, he moved to Florida from California because he couldn't take it anymore. Um, so, we've got a really good show, and I got great video of 9 11 interviews with my good friend John Owens, who lost his brother Pete Owens at Kenneth Fitzgerald on 9 11, and John Bishop, who was a firefighter in London, mm-hmm. who was there with the terrorist attacks from the Islamic uh, terrorists on the tube. Um, so, uh, it's going to be a So, you got a lot of stuff. Full show. Full show on Saturday morning. What time?
0: Uh, eight a.m. Eight a.m. Right here on Real America's Voice. Make sure you uh, tune in in your jammies with your coffee and your pancakes and your and your scrambled eggs and your and your, and your bacon and your and your English muffin and you just sit there and you, you enjoy your your hearty breakfast, your 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 big man breakfast with uh, the big guy, Big David Zier, right here on Saturday morning, eight o'clock. Uh, breaking point. Um, I think the big story of the day. I think you would agree. David is uh, the one, the only indictment of one Hunter Biden. Yeah, I, I, I think we may have seen this story. Uh, I don't know if you came across it. I, I'll give you a quick little preview of the story. Uh, Hunter Biden could face up to 25 years in prison on the federal gun charges. Now, I th- know what you're saying. You're like, hey, what about Mitt Romney? What about this big storm coming up? What about that stupid governor in New Mexico? Yes, those are all big stories. We'll cover that. We'll also do, do uh, sports with Slick Rick. But this one, I think, is the big one. Um, And we were told about this last week that they were going to indict before what was it before the end of the month or before September 20th or something. So they gave us a date saying they have to do it before a certain date. It may have been the 25th, 29th. I'm not exactly certain, Uh, but. Here it is. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, indicted Thursday on federal firearms charges that could face up to 25 years in prison. According to court documents, he is facing three criminal counts, including making a false statement uh, in the purchase of a firearm, which is done. When you, when you fill out a federal form, uh, is, this carries a maximum of up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine, three years of supervised uh, release as well. Documents show the second count, false statement related to the information required to be kept by the federal firearms uh, license dealer. So not only did you lie on the, on the form, which is a crime, uh, because they, they, they have to take that form and now store it in a federal firearms license dealer David, that's also another one that yeah. you can garner up to five years in prison. What and about another, throwing out the gun, is that in the charges? That's in the. Yeah. I believe that's the last one here. Uh, that one carries, like I said, five years in prison, two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, three years supervised release, and the third count possession of a firearm by a person who is an unlawful user. Or addicted to a controlled substance. So, no, they didn't include the throwing out the firearm. Uh, can land up uh, to a maximum of 10 years in prison and another $250,000 fine. Three years supervised release, according to the documents. Lawyers that I heard talking about this today said, even if this does finally make it to court, which... I have a theory on this, and I'm gonna want your feedback on it. I don't see this thing ever getting to court. Um, they're saying that they'll probably they won't run them consecutive, so he won't get the 25 years. If they gave him everything, they'd run it concurrently. It's not gonna. I don't think he's do any jail time. Exactly, and that's part of my theory. You ready? theory time David pay attention <laughs> this has been a huge bad week for Joe Biden would you would you agree yeah well uh, they're finally gonna the, take him the, down yeah the trip over in Vietnam disaster on Sunday yeah. Monday 9/ 11 where was he in Alaska lying about being at 9/11 the next day disaster uh what happened on Tuesday oh we got we got some uh we got some bad news in terms of the inflation numbers uh oh that's bad um, basically you have all this bad news coming out about Joe Biden biden and what usually happens what has happened um i would say the last uh you know six months whenever there's a bad news day for joe biden what happens the next
1: day trump indictment
0: dingo (laughs) here we go big guy right here with the uh, trump indictment we saw it it was documented We, we we compared the dates everybody saw it we also now think about this for the indictment especially the last one in georgia you had the call from newt remember when newt gingrich talked about the phone call that was made to Fannie willis yeah say look uh fat fanny willis you better get on the horn and make an indictment on monday we need this joe biden thing to go away so you had that happen but what happens now well let's see we don't have a trump indictment lined up they can't break glass you know in case of emergency and indict trump again so what do you do the only thing they can do who's expendable at this point let's get the crackhead son it's hunter Hunter is now expendable. Why? Because as they keep saying and they keep telling you, well, he's not a he's not a government uh, employee, so, you know, he's a private citizen. And of course, you know, private citizens they're not really involved in the government, right, David? Yes. They basically said F him. Let's t-. It's like a Nike ad, right? They just said just just do it. Just indict him because here's what's going to happen. Um they're going to indict him. Right? The indictment came down. What's going to happen with this indictment? Oh, I, I think they're getting ready to remove Joe Biden from the ticket. Exactly. But what's going to happen with this indictment? They've taken the pressure now. The heat is off of Joe Biden. Everybody's talking about Hunter Biden's indictment. Why? Well, I guess because yeah. because they needed to divert their attention again. Sure. Break glass. We got to indict somebody. And it's always an indictment. Um they indict Hunter. Hunter's expendable at this point. It, 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 he's too much of a problem, and they know they're getting rid of Joe. So what are they here? Here again, here's my theory. Um, they know Joe's not going to be the nominee, right? I think I think that's true. Okay, they're they've got all this. They got the impeachment inquiry coming out. They're going to start getting bank records. Things are going to get really bad. Joe's going to probably have to step down, right? He's gonna I, say, I don't know about step down, but not run. I think he's going to end up stepping down, mm. probably before the end of the year, sometime during the holidays, because people will be busy. It's a very busy time of year. Who knows? There could be some military things going on, but he'll need to step down. On his way out the door, of course, these indictments will never see a courtroom. On his way out the door, he decides, I love my son, and he's going to pardon his son. Not only is he going to pardon him on these indictments, he will pardon him for everything that he's done. And well, they'll just. make if he finishes his term out, way
1: out, you know, I was listening to Dershowitz earlier. If he finishes his term out, it may make sense for him to do that next December. Not this December, but the, if he stays in office the next December. Um, you know, but. Listen, I think the whole thing is a distraction. And Trump said it's the only crime hunter committed that didn't involve Joe Biden. Um, And um, you know, I really exactly that's why they ran the indictment. Yeah, I mean, I care because he's a slug, Um, but um, I think you know, there's there's a a lot more that they're not really going to go after. So that's my theory.
0: And and again, you said you said it right. This is the only indictment they were going to do because it does not involve the president, does not involve Mm. Joe Biden. It leaves him clear which means they can't ask about it. Plus, everybody's now focused on Hunter Biden. He's the headline, takes the, takes the pressure off Joe, and now you have an exit strategy. They've created an exit strategy for Joe. Joe's not going to go quietly. We know this. He's, he's an angry old man who's got problems, and yeah. he knows he, the, the jig is up. Well, the Dems always got Mitt Romney now. <laughs> right. We'll talk about him, too. I got a theory on Mitt, too. So uh, so that's my theory. I don't know who, if, anybody, uh, if anybody agrees with it. I guess we'll see as time marches forward and we see what happens. Here we go. We're kicking things off. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. We'll come back. David Zero, will do some news and uh, more with you guys. We'll see you in the chat. Hang there. LFS6B, Real America's Voice. We'll be back. live from studio 6b real america's voice on a thursday night thank you for joining us damon is out for tonight he'll be back tomorrow night to kick off the weekend and the uh the trump i guess they're not really rallies they're their speeches that he's going to be doing he's going to be covering two of them we're going to be covering him here uh not only on the network but on our show in particular for the second one um So make sure you tune in for that tomorrow night. You know what? When we talked about this real quick last night, David, uh, about, you know, Trump doing these two speeches in D.C., something popped into my head and I wasn't able to verbalize it because it was kind of we were kind of jumping all around. But I'm thinking, man, do you think D.C. is going to try and arrest him while he's
1: in town? Tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) 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 You think? Well, if you want to start World War III, maybe, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's in D.C. He's rarely in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Well, um, wouldn't that be the craziest if D.C.'s is... out of control, right? It now. is out of control. The crime is ep- epic levels. Um, but uh, do you think he's got anything to be worried about? No. Okay. All right. Just no. checking. Um, but the next year is going to be hairy and crazy yes. uh, with another 5, 10, 15 million illegals so, coming. I mean, you know, the whole world's been invited here uh, right now. So I got stories on that for you. Um, All but, right. We'll, we'll touch base on that. Trump's still uh, wildly popular. And. Um, yeah. Um,
0: but like you said, he uh, he had his own statement he released today, uh, right. I guess, this afternoon after the uh, Justice Department indicted Hunter Biden, uh, Trump blasts Justice Department Hunter Biden indictment as as David said, the only crime that doesn't implicate the president. And he couldn't be more right. Former President Donald Trump is taking aim at the uh, at the D, at, yeah, at the Justice Department over its indictment of President Biden's son Hunter Biden on those federal firearms charges. The former president uh, claimed on Truth Social he put out a truth that the gun charge was the only crime that Hunter Biden committed that does not implicate crooked Joe Biden. Now he could be he could be wrong on that, believe it or not. And I say that only because. Didn't we find out it was the Secret Service that actually came to his rescue, especially when it came to the disposal of the gun? The disposal, yeah. So – but again, I, I guess he's right because this, this indictment doesn't I think include – he's making the point. Right. The, but this indictment doesn't include –
1: such an enveloping uh, thing over this that's so much more important to america's uh you know standing in the world and our future right, but this the,
0: these indictments all three of them don't yeah. include that disposal, which would have i guess then tied Joe to By it because, a school
1: nonetheless well, across from a school oh yeah. And it's the same shopping center where uh, Mac Isaac, where he dropped the laptops yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Think, that's, that's the best. So yeah.
0: he, he used to loiter. Basically, Hunter Biden used to <laughs> loiter in the parking lot there. And not only did he drop off a laptop, he dropped off a gun, too. But you this know, gun ended up in a, in a, in a trash bin.
1: If Vivek, Vivek said, don't fall for the indictments that it's a to smokescreen right. today, yeah. right? And he said, it's a fig leaf designed to deflect attention away from the real problem. Uh, the Biden family is selling U.S. foreign policy for money, basically. So didn't I just say that in the first segment?
0: That's my theory. It was it was designed. How can we use this to our advantage? Well, we need to we need to focus off old Joe. He's really he's really having a bad week. Uh, Do we got any other indictments? And I'm sure somebody no. called up David Weiss and said, Hey, David, you know what? You know what? Just do the gun thing. It, it'll never see a courtroom. We'll, we'll bury it. It'll probably be more than a year if you could even schedule it for a court date, right? Because they're just going to push it off. Yeah. Be, oh, well, we need more time. We need this. We need that. It'll never see the light of day. He'll be out of office by the time this thing would ever even make it. So that's why I said I think he's going to use the opportunity as he's walking out the door or as he's uh, as he's yeah. puttering out the door. Um, he's going to he's gonna you know issue the pardon. For a son, for any and all crimes that he's ever committed, ever in his life.
1: Yeah. Well, you always need a distraction, uh, and one of them is uh, maybe to take away, away attention from what's going on in Utah, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to segue into that now or later, but uh, let's save Utah l- because because I
0: know there's a bunch of other things you yeah. had that you wanted to make sure we yeah. touched on, and
1: I want to use, I want to use the next segment to jump into Utah because there's so much
0: going on, believe it or not, in Utah of all places.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, it turns out it's more important than people think.
0: Yeah, so uh, Trump slammed the Justice Department Democrats for what he claimed was a horrible, very unfair, and mostly illegal witch hunt when it comes to referred to him. Um, And GOP House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced on Wednesday that he was directing a committee to open an impeachment inquiry into the president. So House Republicans allege that the president, Joe Biden, when he was serving as the VP in the Obama administration, profited off his son's foreign business deals. And uh, again, this is the... This is the proverbial Pandora's box, right? If they open that box,
1: which they don't want to open, well, McCarthy doesn't want to. He doesn't. Did want you see it? him? Yeah. Uh, he he like bat, nuanced around it, saying right. we're going to look into some things or something. Like he didn't right. say we're going to impeach the. It's almost SOB. like a, you know, it's yeah,
0: like- it's almost like <laughs> Elon Omar. Uh, bad, uh, some some people did some bad things, that kind of thing, yeah, I where they it was dance t- around. A terrible it, but look say for
1: it. for McCarthy, right? And that boy Steve Bannon was railing on him today. Rightly so. And what did he have to say? That that you know, and listen, Matt Gates went into the lions den on CNN. And yeah, I saw that. He had, you know, <laughs> and and Bannon was praising that because you know it's rare that you know someone from uh, on the right, you know, can go and withstand or actually, uh, you know, go before, um, you know, and and the and the guy who I hosted—I always forget his name—but uh, he's an attorney and and he's not your typical CNN host. Uh, and and Gates shredded him. And um, it was really it was really good. It was really good. And uh, Gates is mad. And And uh, he should be. And what's amazing
0: is that they even invited him. You know what I think? I, I think CNN and the left at large, they basically have this idea of Matt Gates, right? They have this this idea that uh he's just he just talks stuff he just he just says outrageous stuff but he he's not really that smart and I think that's where they misstep.
1: that that was a big misstep yeah they did misstep. it on another network too right so, yeah. so
0: so the fact that they would even invite a Republican and someone like a Matt Gates into their onto their network which you'd rarely ever see um because they know what they're going to get well, so he, they
1: kind of avoid he's holding it. uh he's holding McCarthy accountable you right. know for the uh for the budget and for uh you know the impeachment so it was it was good to see
0: yeah so so he he did very well on CNN and and like David said shredded the uh the host there um because and I love the and you see it on MSNBC CNN ABC you know all the Sunday shows they sit there these reporters these journalists right David You've been around journalists enough to know that most of them don't do journalism. That's all. It's all opinion. They sit there and they carry the water. Instead of asking questions, yeah. questions, the who, the what, the where, the
1: why, the how, right? Give me the facts. Tell me so, what happened. I don't mind um, because, you know, I, I write for newspapers I, and I'm in the field for Rav. I don't mind if somebody shows their colors, but are they fair and are they asking the right questions? And And back it up. Back up what you say, right? Because uh, that does not happen. That's not something Joy Reid does. Well, not even Joy Reed, but even 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 you know your, your supposed
0: news hosts on the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world—they don't really they're they end up fighting with the guest. And that's the part that drives me nuts. It's like, why are you fighting? Why, are you, why aren't you more inquisitive? Why aren't you asking the question like, well, what makes you think that way? What have you seen that you could share with us that might say, okay, enlighten us to why you think this way? Or what gives you this, this idea that something, uh, something illegal happened? Well, you know, we've got these SARS reports. Uh, and, and what's on those SARS reports? Well, those are reported by the banks. Two is very, very strange if a company ever has two. The Biden family has
1: 180 yeah. A hundred and eighty. So that's really a little strange. I, I've done about uh eighty to a hundred, you know, live debates with the left on live TV, on news. Um, and, you know, they don't bring any facts to the table, you know, they unless you like a Dershowitz, you know, because then you get your you know, butt handed to you. But listen, uh, these people can't back up what they say. They know there's a, a double s- a system, a two tier justice system. They just can't back it up. And it's easy to defeat them. So you just got to be engaged and you can't back down.
0: Yeah, and you got to ask a question. Like, well, what have you seen? You know, I saw this again today where they're complaining, well, we haven't seen – and it's it's the talking point that the Biden administration put out. We haven't seen any evidence of Joe Biden taking direct payments or anything, right? Well, we're not supposed to show you direct evidence. You're supposed to – you're supposed to go and try and find out what
1: happened. Ask these questions. It's a hundred times more evidence right. uh, than they had on Trump. For and, and that's call. the thing.
0: That's what I was going to say. For Trump, they had no evidence. It was all. It was all hearsay. It was. It was Adam Schiff standing there. I've seen it. Okay. What have you seen? Is there one thing you can say to us to say this is what I saw? This is against law. We may be in a global Never conflict
1: over what Biden did. Right. So,
0: a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Good discussions going on right now with David Zia. Slick Rick will be coming up in just a little bit. We'll do some sports. We'll do some news. We'll jump into uh, Utah. Coming up, LFSXB, Real America's Voice. Stay there. live from uh, Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. David Zier, the big Z, is here sitting in for uh, Damon. Damon is off tonight. Slick Rick is about to join us any moment. I believe he's just entering the building. Oh no, I gotta go. People are fawning outside. They're they're <laughs> gathering outside the, 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 the doors and the stairs and making sure that they get a good view of him as he uh, enters the facility. So uh, <laughs> we'll be joined by Slick Rick in just a few moments. Uh, David Zier, uh we want to go do some news with you cuz you you got something especially about Utah seems to have uh, gotten your gotten your uh, goose up
1: well i think that mitt romney is going to run maybe on the no labels party right they think mansion's going to be the one but i don't think so uh to try to split that trump vote um next year Uh, But Romney, but Utah has a lot of stuff going on. They had some interesting dynamics going on. Celeste Malloy defeated Becky Edwards in a special race just a few days ago, I believe. Chris Stewart was ill, congressman. And -hmm. Celeste Malloy is a pro-Trump staffer that worked for him, and she beat... Uh, becky edwards i don 't think that was expected. I think it was a close race because Becky Edwards was big anti Trumper so the future of Utah is was in question right, but now they only have a few congressmen so You know, uh, this was good news for Trump. And then Spencer Cox is a big Trump hater. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's like praising Romney, how important he was to like mankind and everything, Uh, (laughs) you know. um, But there's a number of candidates who might run uh, against Romney. But one of them is Trent Staggs. And I interviewed him at Turning Point's uh, action conference in Palm Beach on, uh, I think, in in, uh, late July it was. Um, And, you know, he launched the campaign against Romney already, and he's the mayor of Riverton, um, Utah, and he's a pretty popular guy, uh, very sharp here. And, you know, um, Utah has not elected a Democrat governor for 43 years, a Democratic senator in 53 years. Well, they do have 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 Mitt Romney, yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, but you know you got Burgess Owens over there, ardent Trump supporter, and uh, Chris Stewart's replacement will be as well. It looks like. Um, but yeah, I know DeSantis spending a lot of time over there with uh, Spencer Cox, who has this "disagree better" campaign. Oh, it's like that sounds it's like, like a Democrat fun. on steroids. The guy's the Republican. <laughs> he's the governor. Disagree better. We have to hear both sides while the country's being invaded and overrun right. and destroyed. Um, but uh, yeah, but he wants to do a listening tour.
0: Let's just yeah. listen to the other side while they while they while, while we're listening to them. They're they're stabbing us repeatedly in the back
1: and calling it suicide. So I guess my point is that it could be good news for the U.S. Senate to pick up a seat with oh, a more conservative bent. You know, um, to yeah, it. Yeah, so. especially
0: with a conservative bent, because like like you said, um, let's face it, Romney is basically. He's a Democrat. He voted he just, for
1: you Brown, right?
0: And, and you, you know, know what, I, the Supreme Court. I've got something on Romney. I'll jump to in a bit, but first, um, now I know you. You have a theory. You think he might run? He might take another stab at this, right? Um, According to yeah. you, yeah, maybe. Um, here's him from yesterday announcing basically his retirement. This is cut number two. Um, Aaron, go.
2: You know, contrary to a lot of expectations. I enjoy my work in the Senate a good deal. Oh, what a the last few bag. years have been particularly productive as I was able to help lead and negotiate the bipartisan infrastructure law, a comprehensive China strategy process. That's working. Religious wonders. liberty protections, a compromised gun safety law, the Electoral Count Act reform and emergency COVID relief funding. I was also able to help secure key Utah priorities, ah, including go, funding for Hill Air Force Base and its program to modernize our nuclear deterrent, mm-hmm. as well work? as funding for wildfire prevention, water infrastructure, rural broadband, removal of uranium tailings from Moab, oh, my expansion and restoration of our highway and transit infrastructure, oh, no. and federal studies to save the Great Salt Lake. I've spent my last 25 years in public service of one kind or another. We know. At the end of another term, I'd be in my mid-80s. Frankly, it's time for a new generation of leaders.
0: All right, so here he is. They're the ones that
2: need to make the decisions that will shape the world they will be living in. (laughs) Now, we face critical challenges. Yes, we do. Mounting national debt, climate change, and the ambitious authoritarians of Russia and China. And Joe Biden. Neither President Biden nor former President Trump are leading their party to confront those issues. On deficits and debt, both men refuse to address entitlements, even though they know that this represents two-thirds of federal spending. Donald Trump calls global warming a hoax,
0: Which and is. President
2: Biden offers feel-good solutions that make no difference to the global climate. On China, but I'm sure President Biden plan, underinvests in the I'm military sure
0: and he's President Trump
2: underinvests in our alliances. Political motivations too often impede the solution right. that's, that's enough that of, these uh, challenges that's enough demand.
0: On this one. Uh, basically, David there, you see it for yourself. He says he's not going to run. He's going to be too old to do anything uh, at the end of a next Senate term. Plus, I think he had a look at the polling and he realized I'm about to get my ass whooped.
1: I think the people of Utah are frustrated because he leaves out that the Bureau of Land Management doesn't allow. I think they're taking land opportunities away from farmers to have their cattle graze on federal land. There's Mm -hmm. all kinds of other issues uh, over there. Um, And there's other candidates who are are thinking about getting into the mix uh, here against um, you know, against Romney as well. So uh, we'll see how that unfolds. Yeah,
0: and, and again, this is Mitt Romney. He, he announces yesterday that he's basically he's standing down. He took a look at the polling, found out, hey, um, basically people hate me, um, so I'm going to uh, step out and make pretend that I did such a great job. You know what? I'm doing this for you. Yeah. We, need, we need the next generation to step and up. Here sh- is uh, cut number one. This is what he says today, David. On his way out the door, of course, he can't help himself. None of these guys can as they try and take a stab at uh, take a swipe at uh, President Donald Trump. Cut number one, Aaron, go.
1: When you look at the Republican Party, particularly where the House of Representatives is, do you feel like this is a Republican Party that is beholden to former President Donald Trump?
2: Well, there's no question but that the Republican Party today is, is in the shadow of Donald Trump. Uh, he is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, it's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. <laughs> the wise wing, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't He's believe so we're wise. going away. I think ultimately we'll see a resurgence and come back into leadership of the party. Uh, look, uh, my wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about talks resentments about of various kinds and policy. getting even and, and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us if we're talking about the future. And that's not happening so far in that other wing. Senator,
0: yeah. so, so as you see, uh, of course, taking a swipe at Trump because he knows, and, and he admits, he goes, he's the popular guy. I don't like the, po- I used to be the popular guy. I'm not the popular guy anymore. And uh, that's why I hate uh, Donald Trump and anybody who votes for him.
1: You know, this guy, uh, Trent Staggs, Mayor Riverton, has got 75% of the uh, fraternal order of or police behind him. So he's pretty popular in that way. But John Curtis, one of the four House members in utah might run for the senate seat criticized trump said he deserved blame for j6 even though he didn't vote to impeach uh and then you got evan McMullen, who's a former CIA agent and an independent uh he's been encouraged to uh, get into the race so uh you know i hope that you know uh, with the governor's support spencer cox that they don't pick another uh a rhino type basically another romney to nominate but Rom- i think Trent staggs has a lot of momentum all right well, we'll see we'll, what happens. We'll um,
0: uh, again, that's going to be coming up in 2024 as that Senate seat is in play. Like I mentioned, Slick Rick is going to be here. He's here now. Howdy, sir. How Speaking are you? Speaking of the
1: popular guy, Rick Delgado, on oh. the
0: show tonight. Good job,
1: brother. <laughs> I stole your Trump toy, by the way. That's okay. Yes. You, no
3: problem. Anytime for the great David Zier. All Good right. to be here. My apologies.
0: And uh, Slick Rick will have sports. He'll do that next segment. Uh, but I, t- I was telling you, David, I have a theory on mittens. <laughs> You want to hear it? Sure. Of course you do. <laughs> Slick Rick is used to my theories. Uh, here we go. Uh, like I said, he saw the polling. He knows I ain't going to win. But there's also a second part here that nobody is talking about. And that is Mitt Romney's connection to, wait for it, Barisma. Huh? What am I talking about? Well, Burisma is starting to unravel. We're seeing it with Hunter Biden. We're seeing it with these, with these uh, bank records that are going to be subpoenaed by the House. Um, everything is starting to unravel. Romney was involved. Now, I know there was a story out there that Romney's son was involved. I haven't been able to find anything that actually puts Romney's son on the board or working. I know he, he was in business with Hunter up to a certain point, but I don't think it was involved in the Ukraine. That's when I came across this. This article... From I'll give you the date February uh, what is it February eighth, twenty twenty, Romney's links to Burisma, uh, yes, mm. um let me just jump into the article as uh, uh, and this is coming from the American Thinker, um from David John Sabisky, this this will go down Romney will go down in history as the only senator. To have invo- to have voted to impeach a member of his own party, not many people remember this, remember this. But the question remains: Why he retained such um, such animus against the man who forgave Romney for his twenty sixteen um, warning? As Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, and the others uh, jumped in to the seditious bunch later that Donald Trump was an unhinged danger. Trump supported Romney's Utah Senate bid um, for Mitt, and of course, he's the reason why Mitt got elected. Now, as CNN puts it here, Mitt Romney has been the lone Republican voicing uh, and expressing concern that President Donald Trump's July phone call to Zelensky, in which Trump asked a Ukraine president to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his family. Little notice was paid to the fact that Joseph... Coffer Black, a former CIA operative, served as Romney's special advisor on his 2012 presidential campaign. Think about that: Romney hires a CIA guy for his uh, for his campaign. Um, now, I'll jump down a little bit here. Coffer Black would would come to know Hunter Biden as well. Why? Because Black would wind up serving on the board of. Charisma You got it. The same time that Hunter, who had no special knowledge of Ukraine or the energy business, was being paid ungodly sums of uh, money to curry influence with the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, they asked the question, was Black also hired because he was an advisor to a former governor and future senator with good connections in Washington and the swamp? It makes you wonder. There's no doubt that Burisma was stockpiling people on its board who could provide it with cover from prying investigations. And they believe somebody like the son of a vice president and a special advisor to a GOP presidential candidate would be helpful. The nature of Hunter's job is known. His father, of course, would get the Ukrainian prosecutor fired taking the heat off Barisma And his son, what was Black's role, they're asking here? Or, why was he on the board to begin with, other than providing potential access? And that part is unclear. But certainly he could tell us something about the Barisma hunter connection. So there you have it. Well, Mitt Romney's tied into this through his through his uh, former advisor, this guy Joseph Coffer Black, who just happens to be a former CIA guy, you know, he probably has a lot of a lot of knowledge on the uh, Ukraine or, or the well, energy business, you know, stuff like that. So. I
1: don't know how to read it, you know, because uh, Mitt Romney was oh, did um, let uh, Ron Johnson, Senator Johnson, to subpoena Burisma back in 2020. <laughs> so I don't know how to read it, but and remember, uh, you know, Romney. Uh, predicted Russian aggression, and uh, but you know not th- that we should be drawn into a world war over it. But in 2012, he he did predict that Russia was going to make a move. Um, so he's always been you know yeah. But in 2014, issue.
0: but in 2014, we're the ones that made the move. We toppled the government in Ukraine. Yeah, that's a fact. So who knows? Maybe maybe Mr. Black was involved in that. It was the CIA. Got to ask the question. So there's my theory on uh, on Mr. Romney calling for the curtain, saying goodbye, because I think he's about to get exposed as well. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with new sports with Slick Rick. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. On a Thursday night, David Zier is here, sitting in, doing a fantabulous job. We'll go to him in just a little bit. Uh, Slick Rick is making an appearance. Yes. And he's got everybody green with envy with that with that outfit on. Yes. Look at you. St. Patrick's Day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just came from drinking, is what you're no,
3: saying. No, I, I, oh, I, okay. I had to go to a fundraiser. I did. I had I did have a little libations, but not too much. All right. I knew I had to come do the show. I had to be straight, especially with you two guys. Show up <laughs> as tax. I got to be on my game. You All didn't right.
1: bring me any? Come nah. on.
3: <laughs> yeah, David, she'd... you drink after the show. That I know.
0: <laughs> you're smart. Well, you missed, you missed uh, a couple things theories. So uh, maybe I'll tell you about those in the next break. But in the meantime, let's do some sports with Slick Rick. Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Take advantage of his great blowout sale. Uh, Use our code at checkout. Save even more money when you use LFS6B at checkout. Make sure you use our code. Go to MyPillow.com. Check out the sheets. Check out the towels. I I think I saw a commercial where he's got, he's blowing out new sheets because they just just opened up a new factory, so they're they're trying to move some stuff around. Take advantage of it now. Use our code at checkout. LFS6B. And uh, Slick Rick Sports, what do you got, my friend? Well, let's get right to the scoreboard, Rick. We got Thursday Night Football streamed on
3: Amazon, which is like it's ridiculous. You can't even get a game on TV unless you're our Amazon Prime customer. Uh, the NFL has really just, like, lost their minds with this streaming. That's no wonder why a lot of people don't watch anymore. But the Eagles right now are up 3 nothing over the Minnesota Vikings at Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. Uh, for, let's see. It's about 40 seconds to go in the first quarter. I would have picked the Eagles, but I didn't give my pick tonight because I wasn't on the show to begin with. But I would have taken the Eagles. They were laying six points, um, and I think they will win the game. Eagles are banged up a little bit, but... Uh, They definitely had a better team, I believe, tonight. All
0: right. Let Let me ask you this. Aaron, who would you have taken? (laughs) <laughs> I also would have taken the Eagles. Yeah. All right. Uh, so by the
3: way, I am wearing green, so it looked kind of foolish, yeah. but the Vikings are purple. <laughs> so if I had purple on tonight, you maybe you can say I go for the Vikings. Yeah,
0: right. I definitely uh, wouldn't have. So we'll call this Vikings. a push.
3: You'll call it a push, exactly. Yeah. And we got a little uh, college football going on, too. NCAA Division I, Rick. Navy, the men from Navy, up 14 to 7 over Memphis. That's with two minutes to go in the second. And Miami, the Hurricane, all over Bethune, 27-0 with about two minutes to go in there half. Looks like that's all but done down in Miami. Baseball scores right now. Heating up. We only got two weeks to go. Like I told you last night, Major League Baseball coming down to the wire. Wild card positions are up. A couple of first place division winners are up as well. So we'll be shaping up before you know it. It'll be playoff time. And here we go. Rangers over the Blue Jays, 4-2, top of the fifth. Mid-fifth, the Yankees over the Red Sox, 5-3. Nice time for the Yankees to start winning, right, Rick? <laughs> Orioles and Rays tied at three, top six. End of five, the Twins blanking the White Sox to zip. Uh, National's over the uh, Nationals blanked by the Pirates today, two nothing. The Tigers defeated the Cincinnati Reds eight to two. I think the Reds are just about ready to mail it in this year. Um, and uh, earlier tonight, the Red Sox beat the Yankees five nothing in the first game of the doubleheader there. And the Brewers over the Marlins four two. Brewers looking good as well. I think they're going to take that and, and NL Central. Mets over the Diamondbacks eleven to one. Another team that woke up a little bit too late. Uh, and then you have the Fortinet Championship men's golf here. PGA Round 1, Silverado Resort and Spa in the North Coast, Napa, California. Wine Country, eight eight 8.4 million dollar payout here. Lucas Herbert took the uh, first uh, f- number one seed there uh, with a score of minus 9. S.H. Kim, minus 7. Kelly Craft, minus 6. Jason Duffner and Harry Hall also shot a 6-under earlier today. Uh, and uh, let's go. We got the Symbiotica San Diego open. Krejcikova right now over Haddad uh Uh, Two sets to one, uh, and I will give you some more updates on that Open in San Diego as a follow-up to the U.S. Open. Bill's reporter on Hot Mic. Rick, we know about those Hot Mics. They're very dangerous (laughs) in this business. Um, And uh, what she said was, he'll look me right in my face and say, shut the you know what up Dwin, uh, this is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart someone has not been working and playing well with others at least that's the claim of a reporter covering the Buffalo Bills who have their own issues after that jet game Monday night who claims if she tried to hurry star wide receiver Stefan Diggs along he would look her right in the face and say F you uh, the reporter <laughs> Maddie Glab aired her charge against Diggs unintentionally while speaking with another media member Hot Mike about the team offering Micah Hyde and Stefan Diggs for interviews Glab said of Diggs. There's no control over Stefan Diggs. She said, he's going to do what he wants to do. He'll look me right in my face and say, F you. That's how he treats everybody. It's an interesting story. What Glab didn't know was that a nearby microphone was on and captured the entire exchange. Well, here we go. I want to take ownership for what I said today, Glab wrote in a statement on X. I am very sorry for what I said and meant no ill will. I respect the hell out of De- Stefan Diggs and he has been one of my favorite players to cover. Yeah, he has right. great character and treats us treats us with a lot of respect. He takes time out of his day to talk to us which he doesn't have to do. He probably makes great blueberry muffins. Yada, yada. <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, Glab was a uh, employee of the Buffalo Bills, and therefore she probably wants to keep her job. And therefore, <laughs> she act. You know, she obviously backtracked her, her a little. Speak. That was kind of an interesting, uh, interesting little piece. So when the mics are on, Rick, and they always on, you got to play like that. Yeah. You know, you don't have a great. Uh, sound person like Fran who mutes you appropriately right. most of the time you know we, they don't have that apparently So keeps
0: the stupid stuff from making it on air exactly just one more story
3: Rick uh, yes. popular bodybuilding competitor Neil Curry dead at the age of 34 here we go another inexplicable death Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart's reporting bodybuilder and famed Mr. Olympia competitor Neil Curry died on September 11th at the age of only 34 the announcement of the bodybuilder's death was revealed by Curry's former coach Milo Sarkev. absolutely shocked Shocking, heartbreaking news that my former athlete, Neil Curry, died today. My last best memory of him was his smiling face after he won New York Pro and fulfilled his lifetime dream of qualifying for the Mr. Olympia. Sarkov announced on social media, the New York Post reported, I am lost for words and filled with pain and sadness. My sincere condolences to family, friends, and loved ones. The trainer's initial post mentioned that Curry committed suicide, uh, but the reference was subsequently deleted, so it has not been established how the popular bodybuilder passed away. The UK-born Curry made his debut at the 2017 World Championships and finished fifth in the category of Pro Muscle. And uh, he made his uh, first entry into the Mr. Olympia contest in 2022. So just another, you know, strange, unexplained death in the wild world of sports.
0: Yep. And that's a wrap, Rick. Back All right. To you. Well, thank you for that, Slick. And again, uh, Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's My Pill. Go to mypill.com, Use our code at checkout, LFS6B. And uh, in reference to what you were talking about there in terms of the hot mic there, uh, Slick, yeah. uh, RD518 wants to know, who were you talking about?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, when we had a hot mic, yes.
0: Ah, we were talking
3: about probably the president at the time, but uh, all the same, you know, we love the president, so that's that. Yes, idea.
0: of course. <laughs> so there you go, there you go, RD uh, five five eighteen. Yeah. I got, I got an answer for
3: you. And that was one of those hot mics. There's several other ones, but, oh, we're, but one goodness, day we're yes. going to write a book, RD five
0: eighteen. Don't worry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be a picture book. It'll be a bestseller. Our mothers and our fathers will buy it, <laughs> and maybe our
0: sister. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know what? Um, and, and jumping back to what you were talking about the previous story. What was the previous story before the uh the um the the the, the, the body the reporter. No, the oh, reporter. Oh, the hot mic, yeah. Right, the, the hot mic incident. Um because when it comes to something like that, she, here, she, here she goes, she's being honest, saying, he's going to tell me to go F myself. He's going to do this. going do. Nobody can tell this guy what to do. And what does she do? She turns around, and then she blatantly lies. She's in a bad right? face. <laughs> because Stefan Diggs knows, yeah, that sounds like me. I, I've told her that before. He probably wouldn't have said anything. He'd be like, yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. Everybody knows it. It's not like she's acting like it was a big secret. That Stefan Diggs, because she said he treats everybody like that. Okay, well, that's who the guy is. Big whoop. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, now she's gonna go out and turn around and be like, "Oh no, he's such a he's such a great per he's so he's so uh, he's so personable and he, he's yeah. affable. Oh, and any able any able word she can come up with uh, to try and make her, you know, like you said, because she's an employee. Well, that's what he keep it came her gig.
3: To. Yeah, supervisor might have got her ear and said, "Hey, you better do the right thing, say the right thing." But I know there's so much more important things in the world. But you know, that was sports news today. So there you yes,
0: exactly. Uh, that just about does it for the first out. We got a lot coming up in hour number 2. I've got uh we've got an LOL of the day coming up that uh, I think you guys will enjoy. Also uh slickrick, believe it or not, I got an alien story for you. <laughs> we got an alien story and of course David Zier has got a bunch of uh, news that he wants to hit on especially stuff at the border I think you mentioned early as well so we'll jump into that don't don't forget tomorrow night for Friday night show uh, Trump will be in yeah. DC Pro pray vote stand the Pray Vote Stand Summit start to, starting, he's supposed to start at 9 o'clock during our show, we'll be covering that so make sure you uh, join us for that tomorrow night in the meantime, hang tight hour number one done, hour number two up next LFSXB and Real America's Voice, stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Thursday night. David Sear is here. Slick Rick is here. He's got sports. David's got uh, news from around the world. The Darien Gap, uh, Utah, a- any place you think there's news, David's going to make sure he covers it. He's got a little bit of, uh, we were just talking in the break about his coverage from 9-11 on Monday night. We played a few of his interviews that were phenomenal. Um, so we'll cover some of that as well. Uh, Big D is off. He'll be back tomorrow night to kick off the weekend, and of course, for the Donald Trump pray vote stand summit, we'll be carrying his speech along with uh, a bunch of others. You, sa- you said most of the candidates are going to be there, right,
1: David? Um, yeah, it'll be a lot. Uh, at least Vivek and DeSantis and uh, Trump, you know, be speaking at okay. eight o'clock to headline it. So
0: and David's going to be stalking Vivek, trying to get him on the air by eight o'clock. So that'll be that'll be yeah, that'll be see. a nice that'll be a nice thing if you can snag him.
1: Yeah. Talking to his people. We'll see. So
0: hopefully that comes together. We'll look forward to that. Again, that's happening tomorrow night during our show. Trump is going to be in D.C. Um, I floated a question to David earlier. You miss it, Rick. I was like, you know, he's in DC for the first time in a while. You think they'll try to arrest him?
3: Oh no! Please <laughs> don't even put that wish out there.
0: Oh, please, I'm just saying. You know, don't he's give going him from, any
1: ideas. Goes, yeah, right. Exactly.
0: He Come goes on, from no, one speech. You know, he gets he gets done. He's he's, <laughs> he's swiping at the, at the judges and at the whole justice system. And all of a sudden, he steps out of the building, and goes to the next
1: speech, and they scoop him up and yeah. like, ah, oh, we we we, we got violating we, the terms of his arraignment. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, something
0: stupid, and they yeah. whisk him off to. Uh, to to process
1: him, and then he never makes a second speech. Yeah. Well, they're doing it to Owen Schroyer, free speech, 60 days in jail. So, so there you have it. See,
0: see, nothing is crazy these days. We are in a police state at this point. So that's a little scary. Um, So we'll do some, uh, we'll do some more sports with slick Rick in just a bit. Uh, I do have to touch on one story. That's kind of breaking. Um, Not sure if you guys have caught this. I'm looking for the story on hurricane Lee. That is bearing down. I guess Hurricane Lee is bearing down. That it's been in the it's been in the Atlantic for the last few days. There it is. Uh, there's a picture of it. Slick Rick, David. A big nothing burger. Uh, no, that that. Well, it, it that's the projected track. Whoa, man. The rain it blows it's blows a little, little west, my Hurricane Lee. are dealing with something. It's got a bit of a curve to it. Um, you know, if you take a look at the track, the way it comes from the bottom of the country and it kind of <laughs> makes its way towards the uh, the northeast, they're saying maybe Boston gets a little taste. Uh, we might see some churning of the water. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely gonna uh, see Maine that. is supposed to take, uh, take a bit of a hit. But it's interesting the way they kind of have it, uh, you know, the the track how they uh, present it there. Yeah,
3: but we've seen these where, you know, you can blow in and that's scary.
0: Well, talk about blowing in. Yeah, that thing's going to be uh, that thing's going to be going hard, especially over the water. It's yeah, it's it's a it looks like a big storm, big track. It's kind of loaded. Yep, we're right in the heart of the season now. Yep. So there you have it. Hopefully anybody who's uh I think Bermuda Oh. Wasn't it Bermuda that was uh in line?
1: Bermuda's right there.
0: So, I think Bermuda might be taking a bit of a...
1: I was in Bermuda during a hurricane when I was seven. Really? Yeah, it was coming over the a wall and the way to, from the airport to the hotel it was rough. Did it look like Hurricane my, Lee? Uh, I forgot the name. It was 42. Eight years ago. Wow. My first I'm honeymoon old. was in Bermuda. It might as well have been a hurricane. Yeah. That blew out the sea. But you know what was great about that trip is uh, I had a three piece suit. I was like seven. You seven, seven.
3: Even at even at seven. What are you talking He came out of the room with a tuxedo. Exactly. No, but every night
1: at the restaurant I would Cut the ruin- tie. I would ruin one layer, and the next night I'd have no jacket. The night after that I had no vest. The night after that I had no tie. (laughs) Then I was in a T-shirt on the last night because I got like grouper on it and stuff. What seven-year-old eats grouper? I love grouper. (laughs) David's fried grouper sandwiches. I think you're right. I
0: think he came out of the womb with uh, with with, uh... (laughs) cholesterol. (laughs) With a tie on, he had uh... a Rolex. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You have to, you, you know what? Now you have to bring a picture of you at seven years old with a suit on. Yeah, I'm, if I can find one. I'm, I'm sure your one. mom has one somewhere. Maybe. That'd be awesome to see. And he probably had a mic in front of his mouth, too, saying, all right, uh, teach. What do you think you're teaching us here today in math class?
1: Yeah, actually, (laughs) we were in the hotel, and we were watching Jacques Cousteau uh, diving in the water as we ate dinner in the hotel. Uh, What a beautiful place. I remember it clearly.
0: You know what? I don't have a lot of memories at seven. You seem to have a good recall of seven years old.
1: I have a memory at two. I walked into a fire at the end of my cul-de-sac, and I remember a fireman. Now, what were you wearing for that? A diaper uh... (laughs) with a tie. No. and. but I remember the fireman picking me up. It's like my earliest memory. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of, I cool. escaped from my house. I have a
0: memory of when we lived in the Bronx, my father was uh, changing the flat on the, uh, the rear flat on the car. Right. And uh, he told me, you know, in the old day, and you remember that you'll probably remember this, you guys, cause you're you're, you're old enough to remember. The old jacks that they used to have for these cars, for this, the 70s cars, they didn't go underneath the frame. There was no there was no little thing that you crank up. About. Oh, no, no. These were it monsters. Was, yes. It was a <laughs> yeah, long pipe yeah, with exactly. grooves in it, yeah. and you had to kind of put it together. And it, it had clicked, to stand clicked, on the bottom right, yeah. and you clicked it, and you used the tire sure. iron to kind of click it and mm. lift the car up once you loosen the tire. Now, my father explicitly told me, he said, whatever you do, don't touch this, Right and it was it was the little thing that goes tch, 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 as you go up because it'll pinch you yeah and i and i looked at it and i think i was probably 2 or 3 oh god um and i went you mean this and i put my finger in it oh. and st- Slam. Oh my God. And I screamed like you wouldn't believe. And your father called you a jack wagon. <laughs> no, he didn't. He my- smacked me. He oh. said, I told you not to touch it. So-
1: <laughs> so- <laughs> my dad always had uh, Lincolns. He had a Grand Marquis or a Mercury Brome. And there was a lighter in the back seat in the door. <laughs> and you would push it down. Right. And it would be like a cherry of light. And yeah. I put my thumb in it, of course. Oh. But,
0: wow, the old ouch. time, uh, the old time cigarette lighter. Yeah, yeah. You, you push yeah. that thing down, and then it pops up. It's like glowing red. Like you, you could leave, you could leave a, uh, you, you could brand
1: cattle with that thing. Amazing. Somebody said, Trackman said, I sound like Biden with that fire story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he was oh, fighting, fi- he, he was fighting fires in his diaper and the that's right was banging yeah. against the against the wall yeah <laughs> oh. anyhow I'm speaking blessed. of diapers um no, we won't talk about the president here. We'll, we'll save that for, for the next segment. Uh, David Zier, though, you, you did have some stuff you wanted to jump into. What's been...
1: Uh... Yeah, well, you know, there's a few people on the border, uh, like Ben Berquam and Aguero and Oscar O'Blue and uh, Todd Bensman, uh, Jason Jones. Mm-hmm. Todd Bensman, he was former counterterrorism director, I believe, with the Texas Department of Public Safety, one of the best writers, one of the best guys on the border, what's going on. And, you know, he shared with me that... There, Not only is there like a total invasion going on in the CBP One app, and people are even getting sick of it because it doesn't work as much, so now there's a big flow at the border again, illegally smuggled in, but now... Um You can hop on a plane with the new CBP-1 program uh, from Nicaragua, Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela, and other countries, and all you have to do is, and on the DHS website it says, we're finding lawful pathways combined with strong enforcement, Uh, listen to this, Uh, we're being effective at reducing irregular migration and preventing migrants from putting their lives in the hands of smugglers, said Mayorkas. The modernization of the family reunification parole processes improves our Ability to maintain the integrity of illegal immigration—you know that I'm adding those words, of course—but now you can jump on a plane, yeah. just like the ghost flights, right? <laughs> United West, America West, uh, charters in the middle of the night, coming all over the country. But now it's a it's this it's a big secret of the deep state right now he's FOIAing, freedom of information requesting information on it but he's backing in the numbers and looking at the uh ports of entry and the traffic at the points of entry in the interior outside of the northern and southern borders and he's extrapolating that at least tens of thousand people tens of thousand people have been participating in this program so you go online you register Mm -hmm. you pay your own airfare you take a commercial flight into the United States any way you want, down a few vodkas, watch a free in-flight movie, <laughs> right. text your people to pick me up at the airport. I'm coming in. Um, And uh, this is the new way the United States is being flooded, and it doesn't get talked about. And the name of the program, everybody go to the DHS website for CBP, Customs and Border Protection. It's called the Cuban and Haitian Family Reunification Parole Process. Well, it's got a nice name. Yeah, and and, uh, this is just a veiled uh, cover Um, So, um, you know, some more people can come into the United States. So enjoy a tasty beverage, grab some pretzels, flirt with the stewardess, and um, where taxpayer accommodations are waiting at a theater near you, along with excessive monetary benefits that probably exceed for a family, probably exceed the average income of an American, which is probably in the $45,000 range. Um, Pretty sad. But yeah.
0: For, from uh, what I understand um illegals if they play their cards right if they if they take advantage of all the little goodies that the government has put in place they can make without working. Think about it, without working. They don't have to do anything. They just have to sit there and grow mold. They can make between $6 and $7,000 a month. Mm. A month plus wow. 50,000 a year off the books 70, 80, working in yeah, yeah, construction. It'll be sent to
1: them. Nice. Yeah. Courtesy of who? You, the American taxpayer, and Benzman was talking about uh, with me in the interview uh, about you know uh, how they Customs and Border Protection officers are claiming in the field that people play games. If you have a fake family, then they say, "Oh, we're we're splitting up," right? And then one person gets twenty two fifty a month, another person gets twenty two fifty a month. They're from the same family, mm-hmm. um, but he can't verify that. So we're, I'm trying to get a handle on what are the real numbers. Um, of, of what are being offered to these. Well, illegal. it's very un- hard to nail it down. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, we're never going to know the real numbers because so many people come in um, and they, they cross between those ports of entry, whether they get picked up or noticed or caught is another thing. So so we're only getting the numbers of the ones that are actually getting encountered by custom and border. Right. The, the patrol. That's the that's the numbers that we have to go by. Now you're talking about this. Oh, we put it on an app, and now that so they've taken they've taken uh, <laughs> they've made it even easier. Now the wall is completely useless because they made it so. If you're an illegal, you don't have to walk. The walking is for suckers. Go to the airport. Instead of paying ten grand to yeah. a, to a to a, uh, to a coyote to get you across the border, just go to the airport, show them some fake ID, they'll put you on a flight for two hundred fifty bucks. You can fly to the U.S.
1: Yeah. And in summary, uh, Todd Benzman, uh, who's just his knowledge is so extraordinary, uh, he's he's claiming that we haven't seen nothing yet. That, uh, you know, and and I know we all see it coming, but 2024 is going to be a total unmitigated oh, yeah. disaster for Espec- the United especially States. Especially
0: because they're going to be like, Trump's coming back. If he wins, we're going to be shut out. We've got to get in there now. And then you add to that this story that I came across, growing number of people on the U.S. terror watch list have been encountered where, David, at yeah. the U.S. border. Yeah. This this story just coming out today, the growing number of people on the U.S. terror watch list were encountered at the U.S. borders in 2023, according to Homeland Security officials. They said earlier today, noting in an annual report that a record number of migrant arri- uh, arrivals have complicated uh, the border and immigration security the past year. Approximately 160 non-U.S. citizens on the terror watch list attempted to cross into the United States, and that's
1: only the ones that they know of about yeah the that's uzbek, the scary part the uzbek cell was broken up in august at the border yeah so that's just ties ones, to isis
0: that's just the ones they know about but don't worry that's one of joe biden's accomplishments according to uh according to craig up here i mean he's done more for the border than anyone in terms of stripping it away. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do some sports with Slick Rick. And uh, we just need you there. We'll just jump into the chat, say hello. In the meantime, stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. All right. You know what that music means. Time to talk to you about uh, Consumer Tax Advocate. Now, I don't know about you. I know you've probably seen the headlines. We've talked about it. COVID. They're making another push for COVID. Well, during the first time, you did the tough thing when it came to COVID, right? You went and you did the tough thing you had to do. You paid your people, you pulled your business through the pandemic, and now doing the tough thing could qualify you to actually get up to $26,000 per employee at COVID tax relief. That's right, government funds are available to reward those companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID and took it on the chin. This is not a loan, by the way, and you don't have to pay it back, which is even better. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about the program than the CPAs and the tax experts over at covidtaxrelief.org. We've actually talked to them live on the air about this, and uh, it's amazing how quickly in the first few minutes, they can kind of walk you through the process and and you know you can it, it would, with you know you don't have to give them anything they'll tell you if you qualify and then can start the process for you you pay nothing up front they do all the work all you got to do is reach out to them businesses of all types including nonprofits and churches can also qualify including those who took PPP loans even if you've had an increase in sales they won't hold that against you you did the tough thing for your employers for your employees And for your business during COVID, let COVID Tax Relief help you out. COVIDTaxRelief.org can help you get that $26,000 per employee. Visit them online, COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. Once again, write it down if you have to. COVIDTaxRelief.org and see what they can do for you. And again, they're not going to charge you just to talk to them. Now. I know, I know like you guys do. It sometimes feels like, and, and David was saying this earlier, man, it seems like things are getting crazier out there. He's talking about people driving like lunatics. We just feel like we're always under assault. Well, if you get the feeling that something bad is going to happen soon, you're not the only one. Between the distractions and the smoke screens in the media, we probably don't even see it coming. Uh, that's why it's smart to invest in in emergency food right away. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not to have it. And My Patriot Supply should be your go-to. They are the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to the website PrepareWithRav.com. That's PrepareWithRav.com. You'll save $200 off your three-month emergency food kit. You should probably get one for each member of the family just to be safe. And it comes from My Patriot Supply. You'll enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals, offering more than 2000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress and to help keep you healthy. Stock up before panic sets in and before you're sitting there going, "Uh oh, maybe I should have called them." Go to uh preparewithrav.com. Check out the free shipping. It's automatic on your order and it ships fast. Go to preparewithrav.com that is preparewithrav.com. And I know I've got to uh I got to do that as well. I know. Slick Rick always makes fun of me. He's like, you're a prepper. Um, yeah, I try to be, man. I go to Costco every week. It's like, all right, how long is this cereal going to last? <laughs> because, because I love Frosted Flakes, and I want to make sure I have enough. In you case- like Frosted Flakes, that's yes. ideal for you. Frosted Flakes is awesome. I used to eat that. I think I ate that. Like, David came out of the womb wearing a suit. I think I I was eating that when I came out of the womb. Right. I love Frosted Flakes from my childhood. They're great. Exactly. Hey, speaking of great, let's do some great sports with Slick Rick brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Use our code to check out LFSXB and uh, help out Mike. Help out yourself with some great stuff from MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Slick Rick, what do you got? Well, let's go to
3: Thursday Night Football. Amazon Prime. You got to drop a dime if you want to watch the game and it's the Eagles taking the lead back from the Vikings. Vikings went up 7-3 to earlier in the second quarter. Eagles have come back to punch it in from the one and they are now up 10-7. to So, good game day down at Lincoln Financial Field in Philly. Two minutes to go there in the half. Minnesota has the ball on their own, 42. I expect that game possibly go right down to the wire. So good football on tonight for Thursday night. And NCAA football, we got the midshipmen and Memphis tied at 14 at the half. And Bethune getting absolutely blown out by Miami. The Hurricanes are putting a whooping on them, 34-0. And that's at the end of three. So that's all but bit over that game. Uh, baseball scores, I'll just give you a couple of quick ones. Rangers continue to lead the Blue Jays 4-2 in the top of the seventh. Yankees uh, looking to uh, take that second game at a doubleheader. They're up 5-4 in the top of the seventh as well. Rays over the Orioles 4-3. Twins blanking the White Sox 6-0. Get to a couple of quick stories here. Native American group that campaigned to eliminate Redskins name funded by... George Soros Guess what Warner Todd Houston Of Breitbart The Native American Activist group That successfully Eliminated The name of The Washington Redskins Received some of Its funding From both Anti-American Billionaire George Soros And the U.S. government. Wow, how original a report says. The National Congress of American Indians, NCAI, spent decades working to force the Washington Redskins to dump its 90-year-old name and finally succeeded, went, succeeded when in 2020, when the team shed the native moniker, and by 2020 to assume the name, the Washington Commanders, which is such a goofy name. NCAI. <laughs> it's really a terrible it really is name, stupid. name, right? It's, 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 it's like the it's, Guardians. A, it's like something you call a Tonka truck, the right. Commander. You know, like a bulldozer or something. Right. It's ridiculous, but the NCI has been working to erase Native American names and injury imagery from the American landscape since the 1980s. Injury. You're talking 40 years. Yeah, imagery. Uh, It's called itself the oldest, largest, and most representative national organization, sharing the unified voice of hundreds of tribal nations representing millions of Native people. It adds that unsanctioned sports mascots are symbols of disrespect that degrade, mock, and harm Native people, particularly Native youth. Uh, This far-left group, though, has recently faced an uprising by another Native American group that fights to undo the cultural erasing of Native American names undertaken by NCAI. The last month, the Native American Guardians Association, NAGA, officially launched his campaign to convince the Washington commanders <laughs> to go back to the name being used as the Redskins again. Uh, the group, led by founder Eunice Davidson, sent a letter to the owners and executives of the Washington commanders formally requesting the team revitalize this relationship with the American. I mean, this is going on and on, but unfortunately, this is also, you know, Rolled all the way down now to your local schools, like David and I, went to Sachem, the Flaming Arrows. I mean, Sachem, you're going to eliminate that name. Warriors. And And, and I'm sorry,
0: especially like you mentioned Sachem, which is a huge school here on Long Island. The the largest. and, And, you know, I went to a decent sized school. We had a 400 senior class, like 425 graduating class. When you went to Sachem... <laughs> David had lunch the, with more than 400
1: people right. in the cafeteria. Yeah,
0: exactly. You graduated with what? 1,200? I think. Oh, 1,200
1: yeah. well, seniors. I left in ninth grade for Catholic school, thank God. Uh, but, uh, see, we, I think we had like 1,500 yeah, in my graduating class. class. 1, 16 and change in 82. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you were 82 and my brother. Yep, I was with your wow. brother. That's right. You that graduated is... with Jumbo Elliott?
3: Yeah, he was a year younger than us. Jeff Ruland 80, from the Washington Bullets? Ruland was 81. So 81 and wow. 83 would have been great. I was the star of 82. Right.
0: But yeah, in terms of and in terms of something like the flaming arrows, I'm sorry, but, I, I you know, I think back in, uh,
1: in the gladiator days, they had flaming arrows that they used. is not offensive it's, to gay yeah. people, the flaming arrows. Right. I mean, come on, they got to get rid of it.
0: And it's a flaming to
1: it. It's a flaming. I always thought it was one of the guys <laughs> in the village people. That's another story.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, flaming arrows can't only be attributed to uh, Native American Indians. You, you got to go back throughout history. They've always been used. They they even got used in Middle Earth. I saw that, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, against the uh, Netherworld, oh, right? Yeah. So. I mean,
3: warriors. I mean, just I, I mean, great yeah. iconic names. Uh, Indian, you can't call a team an Indians,
1: right? Right. Was it Kings Park? I mean, it, it, uh, Chiefs. Uh, everything. In the East Coast of the United States, the roads, yeah. the towns, this everything is named after Indians. Especially out here on Long Island, you've got the reservation out east. You've Forget got
0: you've got towns like Montauk, that's Indian, yeah. uh, Patchogue, that's Indian. All the towns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you but go. We you got go to up talk and down. the Tocca Pushes, <laughs> right? Yeah. The Konnecquad Indians. Yep, the, exactly. The,
1: uh, uh, you name it, they're here. They it's amazing, here.
0: and, and yeah, they just people. they just and it's under the guise of well, we want to protect the Native Americans by wiping them out. Again? I know.
3: Is that is that what the is that what the goal is? Because I really don't believe Native American Indians go for this at no. all. I really don't. I
0: mean look what happened to Lando Lakes. They took they took the uh the, the Indian off the Lando Lakes uh, you know, logo. Yeah. And now you're just left with uh the land that the right. white man took. It didn't make it any butter. I <laughs> <Yeah. mean> better. I <laughs> bet <laughs> All right, that is sports. We'll take uh, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We'll dive into some more news. Um, oh, I gotta do the alien story for you. Uh, yes, we'll do that next. Live from Studio Six B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Thursday night. Tomorrow, Friday night, Damon will be back. Big D will be back in the big chair to uh some some people on the chat they're very happy about that fact. Um I don't don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. I enjoy what we do here. I think we try and have a lot of fun. Um, And that's the goal is to kind of give you what what we can and uh, have a lot of fun doing it. Because there's a lot of negative stuff out there in the world. Uh, Last thing you want to do is, you know, watch this show and then try to go to bed with really bad news hovering over you while you're trying to uh, catch some Z's and uh, count your sheep. Right. Um, speaking of which, let's, let's give him a little something, a little, a little something happy before we jump into some more serious stuff with David Zier. Uh, let's do the LOL of the day, Aaron. This is, uh, now remember we talked about yesterday, Cavalcante, the, uh, the dude, Danilo Cavalcante, the escaped convict, uh, from, uh, who was trying to escape to Brazil yep. a- in Pennsylvania. He was on the lam for nearly two weeks. He got caught by, uh, by the great uh law enforcement officers uh in Pennsylvania, the state police and of course some of their uh their federal uh friends including the uh the, the um the police dog named Yoda who basically uh <laughs> grabbed onto this guy and wouldn't let him go which oh. is awesome. I don't know if you've seen the picture. Did we have a picture of Yoda friend or no? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. No, we, had no we didn't. Um, no, but if you go on, if you go on social media, if you go on uh, on our uh, on our Twitter or Getter feeds, you'll you'll probably see a posting of it. Uh, dog is beautiful, by the way, beautiful dog, um, Yoda. So great job, Yoda. Um, but there was of course a press conference. And, uh, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Bevins, I believe his name was, he was answering a lot of questions regarding, you know, there's a big hullabaloo. I don't know, David, if you saw it regarding the officers kind of gathering around the yeah, guy after yeah. they caught him well, for, yeah, for right.
1: a picture, right? Or the leftists were like, oh, you're know, you showcasing for border control or whatever. Right, exactly. So yeah. bas- basically, okay, this what's wrong a, with that? a murderer <laughs> yeah.
3: and half of south, of south Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is in danger. And, you know, yeah, we, this is the right guy. I heard right. that dog had a rough time. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> I think that joke is barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> that's why I stood back. Like, where, 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 where's going yeah, you know, with The best people? you can hope for is not to get bit when you stand between two barking dogs.
1: <laughs> they probably <laughs> waited a couple extra minutes to like cut the dog off the guy. Well, if you saw the
0: picture of him, it looks like the dog had had his way with him. Yeah, a little bit. that's why Damon keeps Delgado on a leash. <laughs> Short one. <laughs> Are you done? Yes. <laughs> You're a real
3: pedigree, you know that? Always <laughs> in 3. Oh,
0: All man. right. All right. So anyhow, so Lieutenant Bevins, Lieutenant Colonel Bevins, he was uh, answering the media's questions. Um and uh, leave it to one guy. I don't know what he was thinking, and maybe this is a reference. I guess because the guy was was short um and had been escaped and the way he got away was interesting. Uh, but here's the LOL of the day. Uh, one of the questions from that interview. Uh, let it roll. Pay attention here, David. See what you think. Sure. So is there any concern that he would team up with another snowman to step inside the trench the
3: little rascal style? No. no. <laughs> I don't
0: understand. <laughs> That's
3: because you're not in the trenches.
0: <laughs> you know what? Play it again for David, because uh, he, he I missed it. I think you need to see it twice because it does go by pretty quick, it and does. it's tough to hear the reporter. But but we do have the words Hold up on, there. I'm putting on my so glasses. Play, play it on. again, and uh, yeah, some
1: blind kids.
0: <laughs> let's see what you think, David. Here
3: All right. we go. Sir, was there any concern that he would team up with another small man to step inside the trench coat, little rascal style?
0: No, <laughs> and I think it's because, and again, I, I I was following the story, and I never actually got a chance to report on the story because there were all of the things that were taking, you know, were taking us away from it, you know, the Trump thing, and this and all this other stuff happening. So I never got to read any of the stories and get deep into them, at least on the show. Um, so I don't know if there was an instance where he like you know, kind of covered up and and made himself look different. Of course he did. Um, But I mean, in terms of maybe his height, because his height is distinguishable. He's a short guy. So this guy was like, you know, I guess maybe because he was escaped and he was he every time they thought they had him because a few times they thought they had him and he slipped through their fingers. So I wonder if if they're thinking, well, what what was this guy like, you know, in a trench coat, you know, with 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 one of the other little rascals on top and they and they pretend they're an adult and walk past you because you're looking for a for a short guy, but a tall guy walks past.
1: Did somebody really ask that question? Yeah,
0: that's a that was a real question. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought I thought Lieutenant Colonel Handed perfectly. He
1: just looked at him as a I see no. a Pulitzer. I see a Pulitzer. <laughs> well, the New York Times got two of them uh for lying about Trump. So why not? Yeah, exactly.
0: Hey, um we were talking earlier about your coverage from 911 some of the great interviews that you and 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 Slick Rick I- Did you get the the name of the other uh, Rav person who was with David that day? I forget.
1: Oh, Tara Dahl. Tara Dahl. That's what it was. So Tara Dahl, you know, uh, she was a uh, combat, a war uh, correspondent correspondent for eight years. Really? She's lived in, like, all the Arab countries. She was in Afghanistan. She was in Iraq. She was in Tikrit, Iraq. She was in Syria. She was in Egypt during the Islamic uh, Spring, you know, revolt, which is part of the Al-Qaeda plan. Step four in the Al-Qaeda plan Mm -hmm. wasn't because of Twitter, the Arab Spring uh, Uh, It was a movement by a radical Islam to take over uh, Europe and the world and uh, move into uh, Libya. Right. Uh, But anyway, she has an incredible breadth of knowledge. She was the deputy chief of staff for um, Donald Trump's National Security Council uh, an in- incredible history, you know, she's understated. So you don't really know, right. you know, and, but she's, uh, has a, a world of experience. So, you know, we got, we had very moving interviews in the city, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, the Monday, they were great, but people are concerned, you know, my, my good friend, John Owens, his brother worked for me for like 15 years, great family, uh, the, their cousin and brother died. And, uh, Canada Fitzgerald, you know, and he was venting to me. It's on breaking point, uh, this Saturday morning at 8 AM. Um, on Real America's Voice News that they don't feel safe. The families of 9-11 victims don't feel safe in New York City again. And you have to remember, not every attack was as large as 9-11 or right. the plots in the Fort Dix massacre plot or the mm-hmm. JFK gas pipeline attack, which a good friend of mine was a team leader and broke it up, would have been devastating at JFK. But the Times Square bomber in 2010 put right. the fuse in backwards. A single guy and a pathfinder, ISIS-inspired, and if it wasn't for the efforts of Wayne Radek, a mounted police officer I interviewed, he saw the smoke, he saw the fuses and backwards. Hundreds of people might have died and maybe a thousand or two would have been injured. Uh, three bombs exploded and several exploded. They were found in New York and New Jersey, including Chelsea, throwing a dumpster like 600 feet, mm-hmm. wounding many people, pressure cooker bombs. And then, you know, you have the Halloween West Side Highway bike attack, uh, Home Depot truck attacker going 60 miles an hour on the West Side Highway right. bike path running running down eight people you know uh he was a full-fledged member of the islamic state he had the subway bomber who tried to light the bomb up injured himself injured others on the subway salafi he was a salafi muslim who the united states had been going after with the help of saudi arabia you know they did help us a lot in getting salafi terrorists in egypt and stuff um you know but these these attacks are, you know, now you have 110,000, another 60,000 coming, another 10 million coming into the United States, and Uzbek cell gets broken up last month at the uh, thing with ISIS ties. And, you know, it only takes like three guys with machetes on the subway to kill 30 people, Mm -hmm. 50 people. And um, that's the the position Adams and Biden have put New York and Mayor Chicago. That's the position they put us all in. And it's probably coming.
0: And what's scary is, like you said, they, they don't feel safe. I'm sure Tara Dahl probably didn't feel safe in New York, you know, thinking <laughs> and, and you go through her resume like you just did.
1: She's probably like, wow, I feel like I've seen this before. Well, she's from Minnesota, South Dakota, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like real America out there, you know, and, um, you know, but uh, definitely uh, a worldly individual. But, uh you know, you know it's deceiving because you walk during the day in New York, like downtown, right. you're like, oh, life is normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but sure. you don't know all the random crimes that are going Dangerous. on. 90,000 yeah. packages they stolen off of people's porches and everything. Anyway, we know what's going on, and the real numbers are high yeah. of crime.
0: And, 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 you know, what we were talking about with the immigration problem where people are coming in unvetted. Unvetted. You've got, you've got hundreds of people on the terror watch list that are being encountered, that are being snapped up. It's the ones that we don't know that didn't get encountered. That were on that terror watch list who could be setting up shop right now, like you said, and you won't know about it until it's too late. So, yeah. unfortunately, those are the realities of uh, the Biden administration and the uh, and the policies they have put in place. Democrats don't care. No, they don't care. They, they uh, I don't think they've ever cared or they haven't cared for a long time since they've been. Uh, Uh, since they've been taken over by the radical left. Uh, Slick Rick, as a matter of fact, has something to chime in when it comes to 9-11. And and you showed me this during the break, and I shook my head. I'm like, this can't be real. But it's real.
3: Here he is. The great O.J. Simpson, huh? Not so great, but man, (laughs) what a character he turned out to be. Oh, my gosh. O.J. Simpson on Aaron Rodgers' injury. 9-11 is a bad date for New York can't make this up Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart reporting some people know when certain topics are sensitive or off limits OJ Simpson is not one of them during an appearance on the it is what it is podcast Simpson referenced 9-11 when discussing the season-ending injury incurred by Jets QB Aaron Rodgers on September 11th the Jets are still going to be good and that kid Zach Wilson learned a lot from Aaron Simpson said unfortunately 9-11 is just a bad date for New York. Unbelievable. <laughs> what so, a I mean, slug. I, 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 I know uh, you're all shocked that an accused murderer and felon wouldn't adhere to social norms and ideas of appropriate historical reference, but there it is. You've got to play, Simpson continued. That's the problem with not playing at all before you go out on the field. That should have been a bit. A bit he went on to talk about the game. But that's how, you know, hey, listen, OJ Simpson, you know, they're still looking for the killer. Yeah. We know that. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's a It's
0: so, <laughs> Just amazing. Just amazing. It just Insensitive. It has no, it has no uh, sense of, you uh, know, reason. The room, You know, the kind of correlation he just made. He, he's a, equating a sports injury to probably the most horrific terror event that's uh, ever encountered in this country. But definitely that, the that's most OJ. event. Yep. That's OJ. So mm-hmm. th- that what what really do you expect? Hey, um, I want to get to this. Check this out. I don't know if you guys caught this. There was a big presentation the other day. I saw it. I said, I've got to mention this because it was a dramatic presentation. As the uh, people seem to be skeptical of the mummified alien corpses uh, that they've su- that they've recently discovered in Mexico. A dramatic presentation of supposed non-human. This is the real picture. Ta- pay attention there, Rick. This is the guy. This is who they, oh, they, they uncovered the other day. Uh... And it, and it was the alien corpse, a non-human alien corpse, that many people are now saying is very skeptical. The Mexicans discovered this 1,000-year-old mummy, which is supposedly an alien. Entrepreneur Nikos Drandicus tweeted the remains that are actually were found in Peru, but displayed this week for Mexican politicians. And this alien happens to uh, kind of look, I don't know if you've noticed, it kind of looks familiar. I don't know, maybe there's a movie you might remember. Um yeah, that he might look familiar to, or or maybe uh, another another type of alien we we may have seen. Uh, yeah, another movie and uh, oh, in black. Uh, yeah, very Has good.
1: Tested well, though that corpse. I don't money? know, but yeah.
0: there is another movie I think also where uh, you know we may have seen this Mars Attack. Uh, <laughs>
1: what a great movie!
0: <laughs> oh my so, so I don't know if you guys notice this, but uh, yeah, it seems like uh,
1: imagine Jack Nicholson was the president. Oh my god! Yes. So there you have it. <laughs> uh, Okay. (laughs) Go back to the original picture, though. Look at the original picture.
0: Man, oh, man. Look at the original picture. That's the mummified uh, remains of the alien. That's it, definitely. That's That kind of looks real. It does. It does. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's real. I'm not going to say it's not. It's for you to decide. Do your own research. But you can't deny what that looks like. I'm just saying. All right, we'll take a quick break. Man, the show has flown by. Last segment coming up. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. We'll be back. Stud. Live from Studio Six, b Real America's Voice. Um, I guess I've spurred some some talk on the uh, chat, and also within the uh, studio here. I'm getting pictures sent to me (laughs) about what this alien thing looks like. Master Yoda, according to King Chris, could be. Uh, Let's see. A bunch of other people are chiming in. Oh my goodness! It's been flying so flying past so quickly. Looks like Feinstein could be could be. You know what? Very good. You know, bring up that picture again, the 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 real one, not not the uh, the movie stuff. That could be Feinstein. It could be. That could be. That could be a sleeping Diane Feinstein. Maybe they caught her napping, and mistakenly put her into a box,
1: and brought her to Mexico. They call maybe it maybe that's Homo, why we don't see her. Homo sapiens Pelosius. That could be Nancy Pelosi. Could be. Gypsy four twenty four said, Aliens can travel throughout deep space, but they always crash in cornfields when they get here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true, because it's the cornfields throw everything off. It's the uh, the radiation coming from the corn.
3: I think this whole thing's getting corny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put says that looks, in your rear. Uh, GRH4345 <laughs> says, looks like E.T. and Delgado had a baby. No, it doesn't.
1: <laughs> it's Delgado baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and just like Stacy uh, <laughs> T. in the chat, along with David Zier, said the same thing. Have they tested the DNA? I don't think they've done that yet, David. So... There you have it. What's um, paper mache? I don't think it's paper mache because it was in a box
1: and it was buried. So it's a diorama. A nature of a, bummy, uh, a mummy. I yeah, said that's a, a mummy. <laughs> it's a mummy. That's a mummy. Or a daddy. And, and haven't you ever seen the small
0: skulls with the elongated skull? You know, the small, the, the elongated skulls? Coming out of uh, Central America, you've never seen that. If you've never seen that, well, then in you don't... Africa because they put rings around their necks to extend their necks, right? right. But they also would would tie up their heads uh-huh. tightly, and their skulls would elongate. Yeah. And the theory was they were doing this as a uh, as a tribute to mm. to the uh, the visitors. So much for stop playing with that. Your face will stay like that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wrap your head up like that, nice and tight, and it'll stay like that. So there you have it. All right. So uh, let's see. What do we got? <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't heard a damn word out of Slick Rick right now. I, I'm expecting – you know – damn it, you let me down. I thought you were going to skewer me. No. <laughs> it's like, we're going to let this train no. wreck derail itself. <laughs> I'm letting you I'm letting you
3: just orbit yourself.
0: <laughs> All right, let's do some sports with Slick Rick. Uh, sports brought to you by, Slick Rick Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Remember, use our code at checkout and save your receipt from Mike so you can get the shirt of the month. Which is available. All you got to do is uh, send the receipt that you get from My Pillow, that states what you bought um, using our code. Send that in. Send a copy of it in. Boom, you're good. You're golden. You get the shirt. Include your size that you want um, and, and what color, and you know the shirt of the month, um, and you'll be getting it courtesy of uh, Live from Studio 6B. So uh, Damon says he, he, they're a little behind trying to get things out, but hopefully they'll be able to speed things up this week. In the meantime, Slick Rick, what do you got for sports? Well, don't forget, tomorrow night we'll have the odds makers
3: in the first hour. We'll have our picks. Erin will work on her picks as well as I'll have mine. So you're going to want to tune in and catch that. Probably first sports segment around 820 tomorrow night. And speaking of uh, football, we got the uh, NFL update here. The Vikings uh, drove all the way down, right, low territory there and the Eagles, trying to drive it in. Eagles defense comes up big, stops them, and ends up taking the lead. Now it's 13-7 at the half. Good game. And what do you know? The Eagles are even with the spread because the spread on that game was about six points, and they're up by six. Boy, the odds make us makers are good. And NFL uh, NCAA games right now, Navy and Memphis tied at 21. Uh, another good game in the third, back and forth. Miami absolutely blew out Bethune. Not a good game. 41-0. Two minutes to go there in the third. And here's an interesting story. Speaking of NCAA college. Division 1 football. Colorado State coach Jay Norvell blasted for cringeworthy smack talk directed at Dion Sanders. Eric Smithling of Yard Barker. This went on earlier today. Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell became one of the biggest jokes on the internet after he tried and failed horribly, trash-talking Colorado head coach Deion Sanders. Norvell criticized Sanders for wearing sunglasses and a hat during an ESPN interview saying, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Norvell was singing. A slightly different tune earlier in the week when he said Deion Sanders had one of the uh, had a lot of uh, public critics. I'm not one of them. That is that is uh, except when it comes to doing something as irrelevant as his wardrobe. Weird for that. What it's worth, Sanders has been civil in the comments toward Novell, telling reporters earlier this week that he has the utmost respect for the Rams coach. Deion taking the class sack way per odds checker. The Buffaloes are 23 point favorites ahead of the Rocky Mountain Showdown. You know, what I'm saying don't poke the bear, yeah. or, or in this case, the Buffalo. Uh, uh, the game might get ugly, but nothing Colorado State does on Saturday will be anywhere near as cringeworthy as Norvell's weak insult lobbed at Sanders. With Colorado at two nothing, Sanders can wear whatever he pleases, whenever he wants. Norvell, meanwhile, should leave the trash talking to the pros. This has now become the biggest story, actually, in sports. Is what Deion Sanders has done with this team. Leaving, I believe, was Jackson State. He left them uh, earlier, uh, you know, earlier this year. Went on to go to Coach Colorado, who really was not a good team. They were on the bottom end there. In the NCAA, and he's brought them now up to an 18th ranked team in the AP top 25 from literally nowhere. And if he wins another game or two, you're going to see that team in the top 10, possibly competing for the playoffs. So, good for kudos for uh, primetime reinventing himself again. Great football player, great baseball player, great uh, analyst on TV. This man, is nothing he can do wrong. He's got the Midas touch, so let him wear his yeah. glasses
0: and a hat, leave the man alone. Yeah. That's a wrap. And when it comes to the Colorado State, I mean, Colorado State they gotta be, They got to be uh, celebrating. We're going to get a national game. Right. Who the hell has ever watched a Colorado right. State football game on national they, TV? They pull skim milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they basically, they, they've been the Kamala Harris of college football. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows them. Nobody likes them. Nah. Uh, but now they're going to be on display. And unfortunately, their coach has kind of put, put it on the players like, you know, you got you, <laughs> way to go, coach. Yeah, they should run up the score, but who knows? You know how football is. They'll end up upsetting them. <laughs> you yeah. see. And, and you know what's amazing about Dion? And, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. Many things. Um, yeah, well, well, in terms of him coming out of high school. Now, now, this is before the internet. This is before social media, all this stuff. This guy was a phenom in high school, in every sport. Yep. In track, I believe he was a state champion. Yep um and, and you know was no uh, like a 400 meter runner all that stuff um he played basketball he he basically played every sport yep. and he probably could have gone pro in in probably any sport yep. that's the crazy he did part
3: football and baseball at one point right. he was playing for the Braves and the Cowboys on the same day he had two games i mean yeah. the guy was just yeah. absolutely and,
0: and, and he also spent time with the Yankees as well doing the same that's, thing just, true. Sa- same thing as uh, Edson, Bo Jackson did. right but when it came to Deion Sanders and again down in southwest florida that that fort myers naples area that's where he's from yep. he came back there i was that was at my first ever radio gig Probably. a full time radio gig down at uh, 96k rock in fort myers and we were doing a, you know, Dallas Cowboys came to town because Dion brought them in as a part of a fundraiser, and they did a basketball game. You're talking about guys when he was on the teams, like what Leon Let those kind of guys, yeah. like like these guys were like six four, yep. three hundred twenty five, three hundred fifty pounds, running back and forth in his old high school gym, and we're sitting there watching this. And these I guys are skying. We're talking. They're they're grabbing the basketball, banging it against the backboard, and slamming it down. This is the caliber of athletes these guys were, and Dion was better than them. I believe it because it was insane to watch. So. Anyhow, I just thought I'd share that. Kind of crazy when it comes to Deion Sanders and everything he's done. Uh, David Zier,
1: any parting words before we wrap for tonight? Tell everybody uh, Uh, where they can catch you on Saturday. Saturday morning, 8 a.m., Breaking Point, Real America's Voice News. Uh, I'll be on the ground tomorrow with you guys, uh, you know, from Washington with Trump's speech at the Family Research Council. And then uh, we got Cash Patel coming to the America First Warehouse October 17th. Very excited. We're going to air that on RAV. Um, And... um, I got a lot going on. And the warehouse has Rudy Giuliani and Border 911 coming September 29th. Exciting. Uh, Rav will be on the ground next week in South Carolina, too, um, near the Charleston area for the Trump speech in Somerville. And you'll be on the ground tomorrow night as well. Tomorrow night I'll be on the ground. Pray
0: Vote Stand Summit starting at 9 p.m. We'll be here live starting at 8, doing all the coverage for you live on... uh real america's voice we thank you for joining us And always we salute all the first responders out there uh all our active and retired uh military members um thank you for all that you do police fire department ems truck drivers everybody working the front lines we appreciate you thank you so much for watching everybody in the rav chat especially um my big bad dad who said uh hey it's funny it's either a mummy or a daddy at you slick rick there you go thanks for watching aaron and fran in the booth slick rick david zier we'll see you tomorrow night live from studio 6b peace